Hello and welcome to Piece of Me, the podcast by Zalando. I'm Janine Matos, your host and Senior Program Manager for Partner Services here at Zalando. In each episode, I welcome an inspirational expert from Zalando to take a deep dive into our exciting and multifaceted industry and also share lots of practical tips and trends to help you on your own career and work journey. Each guest brings in three items as they reveal their motivations, stories, and what they've learned along the way. A piece that is close to their heart, one from their career, and one from their role at Zalando. Today, my guest is Andreas Antrup, SVP Partner Service and host of the podcast Inside Fashion Marketing by ZMS. Hello, Andreas. Welcome to today's show. I'm really happy to have you today. How are you? Hi, Janine. Happy to be here. And uh, I'm doing fine. The sun is shining. It's a good day. That's true. Uh, I'm also really happy that the sun is finally coming out in Berlin. So you are the host of the other podcast that we have at Zalando, Inside Fashion Marketing by ZMS. So you actually are already super expert in what's coming up, right? Well, if we were talking fashion marketing, perhaps, but uh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what the conversation brings us. But before we start, you brought three items, one which is close to your heart, one which is reminds you of your career, and one which is connected to Zalando. Can you please tell us which three items you brought? Sure thing. So I have a photograph with me, very old style photograph, of geese and geese hatchlings. The second is my backpack. And the third is my Zalando access card. Wow, really looking forward to the stories behind those three, especially the photograph with the geese. But before we, of course, talk about your pieces, can you tell us a little bit about your role? So, you know, Zalando, we are in a way connecting consumers with partners, be they brands or retailers. And at Partner Services, we work on enabling partners to plug into Zalando be that in terms of integration, in terms of their marketplace business, and also in terms of their advertising that they can do on Zalando. And it is this disconnection between consumers and the supply side of, of the fashion market where, of course, Zalando plays. How long have you already been at Zalando? When did you join? I'm a dinosaur. 12 years and counting. Wow. 12, I mean, 12 years is really a long time. I mean, did you get a trophy? <laughs> When, <laughs> 12 years is a lot. No, but uh, you recall I'm bringing my um, my access card, mm -hmm. and the photo on that access card, that is the original photo from 2011. That's uh, it's a bit of a reminder of of an earlier self that I'm carrying around in my pocket there. So you always kept a picture. I actually was super happy that I could have finally take a new picture <laughs> and renew the card with a new picture. <laughs> So but let's then first start with the first piece, the picture that you brought. You said it's with geese. Yeah. You see, the story is I grew up in the countryside and my first business venture was raising geese and breeding geese. It was just like two, three years of, of time that I spent on this, but um, it's a very fond memory. It's also a very noisy memory. You cannot imagine how noisy geese are. They also have their personalities, you know, it's not like they're all the same very, very cute to see uh, the little hatchlings and then they grow up and um, to take care of them. Of course, at some point, you also have to say goodbye after a year. That was a, a very fun and I think also to agree forming experience. 
but it's perhaps a bit emblematic of my upbringing, very down-to-earth and pragmatic. And I fancy myself thinking of these as qualities that I've been carrying along ever since. In that sense, the geese are with me. Did you start that business or did you just join somewhere? How do you get into the geese business? Oh, no, I started it. I just saw, you know, people doing this. Of course, a different level, much bigger. But I ran the numbers, I thought about it, and I, I liked geese, and I thought, hey, you know, why don't I try? We had some space in the back, and there you go. And your parents were like, well, why not? I mean, it's loud, but it's a good business. It's good money. Go for it. I mean, I don't want to over overstress the commercial part. This is a bit of pocket money, that's all. But it was fun. It was a good experience. So on that picture, is it the first geese you had? Can you explain what exactly we can see on that picture? Well, it's one of the first, and with her, with her kids, so to speak. You know, it's not so easy to tell the, the genders apart. And I thought that this one actually was a gander, but it turned out to be a goose. I was very surprised, therefore, when at some point this supposed gander was not getting up because she was becoming a mom. <laughs> that was a surprise. So the name also didn't fit, you know, the male name didn't fit. Did you take any learnings or any inspirations um, from that time in your life? So I guess I could, I could try to say that, you know, that's where I learned about uh, P&Ls, which is not wrong. But if that time taught me one thing, it's the meaning of responsibility. Because, you know, those animals, they wanted to be fed every day. You can't just say, I won't feed you today. They wanted to be taken in and out of their shed. The shed had to be cleaned. I remember my parents telling me, well, you signed up for the hard work. Now you have to do the hard work. And to do that over a sustained period of time, I think that was a, was a useful learning, uh, including the fact that um, it is less bad, you know, than you think as a 14, 15-year-old or something. I think that was already also the first learnings in parenthood. You wanted to have it, now you have to go through it and they have to be fed every day. <laughs> so how that you went then from actually upbringing geese to being now at Zalando, how were the next steps in, in your business career? I went to, to uni. At uni, you get to know some people and you, you start talking and eventually you, you end up uh, doing business together. And that's how... A couple of years later, I found myself ending up in Sonnenburger Straße at Zalando. It's been a good journey ever since. Then looking at the second item you actually brought, which you said is your backpack, how does this then symbolize the career journey so far? All right. So it's, uh, you know, I mentioned down to earth. So um, the symbol is in the sense that Work at Zalando, at least for me, is very much on the go. Certainly during the pandemic years, but I remember even before, I didn't really have a desk because it's all about meeting people, going back and forth and uh, finding the spare time in between, you know, just take out your laptop wherever you are and reading away, writing away. And in that sense, that backpack, you know, so to speak, symbolizes the Zalando office for me. That is what I carry around in terms of Zalando. And I have to say it's a good feeling to know that that's really all I need to be productive. I remember earlier engagement, uh, business engagements, where this was not necessarily the case, including, you know, attire and how you, you meet and where you work. It's a very liberating and focusing experience because it, it pushes you to think about the content and not the, the formalities, the, the surroundings of it. So that backpack, did you buy it at Zalando? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Partner product or wholesale? 
I'm agnostic. I don't know. <laughs> as long as it looks good and comes from the land, it doesn't matter, right? Amazing. Since the backpack already connected to Zalando, but you actually brought in something that connects even more to Zalando, which is your card, and you already touched upon it, that has the same picture on it from 12 years ago when you started. Please tell us, what is different now from that picture of 12 years ago to today? Do you still look the same? I would like to say I'm recognizable. I used to have a bit more hair, I believe. And I can see that the lines in my face are a bit more pronounced now than they used to be. That comes with 12 years and then the position at Zalando, you have now to worry more than maybe what your position was 12 years ago. <laughs> I guess you see the, uh, the impact of time. But I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not unhappy about that. It's, uh, it's part of the journey. True. 12 years at Zalando, what I would really like to know is what was your position when you started Zalando? Uh, fun question, or rather fun position, I should say. I started out in business development with a focus on improving our return rate. As a fun fact, it's improving, not necessarily reducing, because we figure that in some areas, some geographies, it was actually suboptimally low. To a degree, I think that that work is still with us all this time later. Yeah. We wouldn't approach the topic the way we did back then, but it was a very different company, very different stage. Uh, it was a bunch of, what? how many were we in the team? I think we were... We were like four or five coming up with ideas, testing hypotheses, and then I would say something like one third of those would then enter actual long-term application. But hopefully we contributed a bit. I mean, I would say you did because you're still around, so you must have done something right. <laughs> so on that time on Sonnenburger Straße, where it all started, ways of working were different, decisions could be taken a little bit faster. I mean, it was, as you said, smaller teams. I actually remember when partner services started to be a topic at Zalando, the topic started to arise that we were thinking about opening Zalando to have partners also selling on our platform. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy that we were doing this. And then how it started growing, seeing now where Zalando is today, offering the services to, to partners. At partner services, you know, we enable partners across all business models. Uh, including across the, the wholesale integration. And when we talk marketing, that works with partners across the partner base, across all business models again. In fact, I would even go as far as saying that from a partner base perspective, the fact that we do offer the broad optionality of business models is a big plus. And if you look at the majority of our, our important partnerships are hybrid so, as already mentioned before, you actually have a podcast where you talk also with brands. Can you explain more the purpose behind that podcast? So, the, um, the idea here is twofold. The very proximate objective, of course, is to spread the word and promote the use of, of Zalando marketing services in our partner base. The way we do this is by taking case studies, essentially, and highlighting best practice, highlighting insights that have arisen out of these case studies, and thereby enabling information, best practice, and experience flow between partners, and also prospective partners. And of course, the second objective is, of course, to raise the maturity level of fashion marketing more broadly, and thereby to enable partners to run their, their marketing on and with Zalando better. Because we, we also, you know, 
have an interest in marketing coming from partners that is more targeted, more sitting with the, the zeitgeist of our customers, our audiences, and thereby being more relevant. Relevance there is um, it's helpful for the partner who's advertising, it's good for the customer, and thereby also for Zalando. That really is the background to that podcast. It's also, you know, some good uh, promotion of, of whoever is the guest in that podcast. But I think it's uh, part of the of the game. For me, what I also like about the podcast is showing that since the brand is willing to actually also talk and discuss ZMS and their brand and how the collaboration works, it actually overall shows that the collaboration between a brand and Zalando is going really well. Uh, totally, totally. It's uh, it's always a uh, part testimonial, such podcast. How long have you already been doing the podcast? I think you already have, I think you started in the pandemic, didn't you? I think June 21. So you have a two-year anniversary coming up. Indeed. Yes, good reminder. <laughs> I mean, two years in the podcast, any tips, tricks, anything you actually would have maybe done differently that you can even tell me what I should maybe take care of? I mean, I'm a newbie in the podcast scene now, so... I don't consider myself a pro. So with that disclaimer up front, two things that I've, I think, taken away. One is, you know, why do people listen rather than read? There's a couple of factors to it, but one is also that uh, listening to someone is, is somewhat more personal than reading what they've written. And so don't be afraid to put some more personal touch into it. The second piece is that there's oftentimes a natural tendency towards essentially regurgitating the talking points that are out there in the industry. It's very tempting to fall back on platitudes. But really what people are waiting for is these nuggets of information, these little pieces of insight that you don't get if you don't listen in. And, you know, if you don't have those, then, then better not do the podcast. Those are really good tips. Thank you. Yeah, really trying to find out what is a takeaway that a person can take from that episode, right? So, Andreas, I think we are coming now to an end. And looking at your career and all the steps you've done so far, do you have any last words, maybe on how to succeed or achieve goals before we wrap up this episode? Let me talk about two things. And um, they're very basic. I'm sure they're not really new, but they are hard truths in the sense that uh, I personally have found them easy to accept on paper and hard to live in daily life. Uh, the first one is, while we typically overestimate what we can accomplish within a week or a month, I think many of us underestimate what we can accomplish within a longer time frame. We can do more, there's more inside of us in terms of potential than many of us realize. And the second part of that is, in order to unlock that or unleash that, takes hard work, and is uncomfortable. And I once been told by a colleague that um, there are people who are, who are learning and learning hurts. And so if you're learning a lot, it hurts a lot. I don't know whether hurting is the right uh, metaphor here, but, but certainly if you want to accomplish more, you have to move out of your comfort zone and you have to learn new things. Also take on new challenges every now and then. Please don't take it as advice on specific topics. But if you take a step back and ask yourself, okay, where do I want to be in three to five years' time? What do I want to be? What do I would love to look back onto in that amount of time in the future? 
then number one, dare to dream big, you can do more than you think. And number two, don't be afraid of, of the uncomfortableness of the hard and tough calls that this takes along the way. Those are really nice words and really great advice. Thank you so much, Andreas, for being my guest and for a really great close-up of this episode. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to know more about careers at Zalando, go to jobs.zalando.de. Our next episode is coming in two weeks, and I'll be talking to another guest from Inside Zalando about life inside the fashion and tech retail industry. And of course, there are three pieces of me. In the meantime, visit our Instagram page, Inside Zalando, to know more about us.